You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Diamondbacks made a gigantic, stunning announcement uh, that we're going to talk to Steve Gilbert about, because Steve Gilbert knows everything going on with the Diamondbacks, so he was probably stunned by this announcement, too. I'm Allison Fitter, Steve. Uh, big, big day. The opening day starter has been announced, and why don't you tell us who it is? Well, no surprise, Allison. It's Zach Grinke, <laughs> but I think the... <laughs> The biggest news that, that came out of camp um, was that uh, Zach is going to start Friday, and we're recording this on a uh, on a Wednesday. Um, that'll be his first spring appearance. So it was one of those things where we've been kind of waiting and waiting to see when he was actually going to uh, appear in his first game. They, they said he was fine health-wise. They were just taking it slow with him. And it turns out, you know, they just didn't want him to, they wanted him to have one fewer start than, uh, than all the other starters this spring. So he's only going to miss one turn just because it's an extra long spring. They didn't feel like he needed it. So uh, he'll start on Friday, which slots him in to start on opening day. And as Tori Lovello said to us, yeah, I'm sure that comes as a big surprise to a lot of you guys. <laughs> so that's the big breaking news that we've had out of Diamondbacks camp here in the last, uh, in the last few days. Yeah, I mean, with this extra long spring, that's what I'm kind of noticing as I'm, I'm reading up from team to team is this first week of games is almost like it's not exactly happening just because so many so many name players on the pitching side really are, but really even on the position player side are just being eased into things and, and given the, the extended nature, um, nobody's in any hurry to really have any players really playing in any February games. Now we're in March. So I guess that's pretty standard given – uh, it's like 48 days long this year, this spring. Yeah, the only exception to that rule is is Paul Goldschmidt, who uh, is wanted to play a bunch early on because he's got to go uh, participate in the WBC for the first time, and so he wanted to make sure that he got like 15 or so at bats before before he leaves on March 6th to go join the other guys in uh, I think it's Florida where they're going to be working out. So. Um, outside of him, they're, they're being real careful with everybody and just bringing them along slowly because they have, first off, so many people in camp. It seems like they've got more people than usual in camp. And also, as you pointed out, it's a longer spring. It's an extra week of games, so there's no real reason to uh, to be ramping guys up. Plus, they come into camp these days you know, in shape. It's not like they're playing their way into shape anymore like they used to do back in the day. So you know, there's no reason to go to go quickly with these guys. Yeah, no doubt. Guys are definitely, it used to be in the old days that they would come and, and they'd be like panting and writhing around on the ground because they had to do wind sprints and uh, they had to work off their beer gut and everything else that they did in the off season. And now guys, I mean, they probably work a little bit harder just in the off season after taking a month off or so. So, yeah, things have changed, but there are leases with spring training ballparks, and there's, there are agreements on how many spring training games are going to be played at those places. And so that's where we are. Moving on to Taiwan Walker. Let's talk about him a little bit. He's new, and they need him to be really good. So what are, you, what are your impressions of him so far? Um, you know, they, they like what they see out of him so far. Um, he kind of tweaked his delivery a little bit to add a little more deception to his uh, to his wind-up. He was doing more of a David Price thing where he doesn't go into almost a full wind-up there, and he just felt that, that wasn't, he wasn't able to hide the ball enough that hitters were getting too good of a look at it. So uh, now he's got more of a, a traditional wind-up. Uh, and he he debuted that for the first time yesterday on Tuesday, and he he uh, he felt really good about it. He's healthy after all those uh, bone spurs that were in his foot, and so they they've liked what they've seen so far from him and uh, and his revised mechanics. And Patrick Corbin, he had a nice good first outing, it seemed like, and he's a guy that um, I mean they've kind of grown not to depend on him, but it certainly would be nice if they could depend on him. So, what kind of spring does he need to have? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look at the essentially it's almost like they have six starters competing for five spots right now. And he, he, you know, was moved to the bullpen last year when he struggled. He had a lot of success in the bullpen, which led some people also, you know, the fact that Andrew Miller uh, had a had a big postseason for the Indians that led a lot of people to think hey maybe Patrick Corbin could be a good weapon out of the bullpen but Patrick Corbin's not really big on that idea he's more focused about being a starter and uh, doesn't even want to consider the possibility at this point that he could wind up in the bullpen so he's come to camp it seems like with with a little chip on his shoulder when it comes to that and and certainly looks sharp his first time out and and he's a guy that is pretty determined to uh, to bounce back from what was a, a disappointing 2016 for him. So we're going to end this on a little different note. I am asking all of our reporters to kind of conjure up a fond memory of covering the team, covering baseball throughout their careers. You've been around a good while now, so you've had a lot of uh, you know coverage on the road and just following the Diamondbacks around. Give me uh, give me something that sticks out as a, as a fond memory as you've gone through this this league and this country covering the Diamondbacks. Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say Game 7 of the World Series. That's kind of probably too much of a cliche from 2001. So I'll say uh, I'll go with 2007 when they uh, when they clinched the division simply because it was a year they weren't expected to do much. Um, and they, 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 they won a division with 90 games. They are actually outscored on the year. And so I'm going to go with that, that clinching game that, that sealed the division for them uh, in, in Denver back in 2007. It's just, uh, it, was, it was a neat story. Um, and you know we don't we don't root for teams we root for stories and and there just were a lot of really good stories around the 2007 uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Very nice. Okay, good stuff, Steve. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time. Thanks, Allison. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.